welcome, welcome. I am Janita Stanton. We have Reginald Perryman, Shaka Williams, and we are Tasari. This is the There's Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate. Yeah, I call me Reg on the show. Reg. Just a Reg. Reg, Reg. You know what name when people be like, real estate Reg. <laughs> like, I like that. What's wrong with it? It's a Reg. Real estate Reg. We seem like some of your uncle or something. <laughs> real estate Reg. It's Reggie is real estate. Reggie is real estate. Yep. Reggie is real estate. Okay. All right, so um, we're going to jump into what's our focus for tonight, evictions, uh, landlords selling their properties and leaving the tenants out in the cold. I ain't get a chance Is to read really that. Is it really out, out in the cold? <laughs> yes. You literally. think so? Yes. I got a couple people. I feel like literally. It's right about cold. to be summer, though. They're going to oh. be out there. Okay. It's going to be cold at night some nights. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold on the pavement. Um. So, okay, well, why, are, why are landlords all of a sudden selling these properties? Or is it all of a sudden? It's not all of a sudden. Gradual. I mean, it, here's it. So, uh, being, most tenants don't pay attention to the real estate market. Mm-hmm. It's not really a need to for most tenants. But if you pay attention to the market, you really don't have to question why your landlord is selling mm-hmm. or raising the rent. should expect it. Yeah, you mm-hmm. should expect it at some point. So what most people don't understand is your landlord is a business owner and investor. What's the number one focus of being an investor? To make money. As much as you can off of your investment. Mm -hmm. So if you've been paying $900 a month for rent for the past eight years and all of a sudden there's a a huge increase in values and rental rates, what do you think your landlord is going to do? And and inflation. Yeah, inflation. Uh, Everybody think, well, I've been here for five years, like the rent's supposed to stay the same. No, that means it's supposed to, uh, your rent is supposed to go up. Right. Everything has been inflated. So if you're a tenant, right, and the roof is bad and the roof is leaking, Mm -hmm. you expect your landlord to fix it, right? Yeah. Five years ago, compared to now, what would it cost you to fix that roof? Almost double. Maybe even triple. You know what I mean? It's a lot more. Right, and if the landlord has to pay for that, it only makes mm-hmm. sense that they want to be compensated mm-hmm. for the additional costs and fees. But I want to clarify. So you're saying it's double and more right now? Correct. Okay. Yes, yes. It's, it's much more expensive now to do any repair or to fix anything or do any rehabs than prior years. It's crazy because um, even if you listen to, like, the industry talks or economists speak, they're using, like, the um, pricing of materials— um, as like a comparable to what's happening in the housing market, you know, it, in, in terms of inflation. Right. Definitely. I mean, it it's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. At some point in time, even if a landlord can afford to maintain a property, even with the increased costs of labor and materials, it's only going to last so long before they have to increase rents or just sell the property. So if I if I brought a house for 80000 and now you're telling me it's worth one ninety, mm-hmm. and you paying me nine hundred dollars a month when the market rental rate is fourteen fifty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not good business all the time to keep taking out a loss. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. like what a fifty percent almost increase. Right. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So the reason why is what? 
Because inflation. of inflation, it was a number of different reasons, right? Yeah. Prices yeah. went up. Mm-hmm. Cost of living has went up. Right. And mm-hmm. so if you're in business for a profit, then, you, you know, cost everywhere are going to go up. So, yeah, you can't expect, you know, things to stay the same. And then, you know, you have like some tenants out here that are, pre- you know, they have a lot of audacities as well. Yeah. Well, on the, <laughs> on the flip side, you have to feel, you do have to have some compassion for the tenants, right? Because they don't know, again, as a tenant, your mindset is to not pay attention to them. You're should, not paying attention to the real estate market. Should they be sending market. them uh, market landlords should be sending their tenants market updates like, quarterly? Look, actually, <laughs> hey, realtors might need to be doing well, that. Well, so <laughs> true. Getting them, hey, stop renting. That's so you have some that. landlords that will actually increase the rent by a certain percentage every year. Mm-hmm. So Already. then it's not sticker shot. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think it's a disservice to some tenants if you leave them at 2018 rental rates mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you decide to sell the property and they get back out here in the market now and it's like oh I was renting in Southfield for 900 for a three bedroom mm-hmm. 1200 square foot house you not getting that mm-hmm. you probably you got to move to a whole different city Whole different demographic. It's There's like only one city you can move to. Well, other, it's a few cities, <laughs> but I mean, now you're getting into a whole different. It's just it's what you're gonna get is different, yeah. right? Less bang for your buck for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this so the question that I have is this like the sell high theory. So like if you're speaking on investing, you know, so whether stock or mm-hmm. bonds or real estate, you know, we're in a space right now. To where you're not really, I mean, I don't want to say that, but so people probably bought a little lower yep. back when, mm-hmm. and now it's time to sell right? because you sell when it's high, right? Yeah, and a new landlord, they paying so much for the property, they can't afford to rent to you at those old rental mm-hmm. rates. Mm-hmm. So what you what you had is no longer, and yep. that's just it. Like I was, I was looking at a um, a old Dick Sporting Good commercial, right? Mm-hmm. So they was advertising. Well, I remember my first pair of Jordans being like eighty nine dollars, mm-hmm. the red, white, and black ones. But they was the advertising. One? Yeah. Okay. They was advertising Jordans for thirty nine dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, damn, you know, I could have brought like a hundred pair of those and just kept them. The glue probably would have fell apart, but still. Right, the white you, parts would have oxidized yellow. <laughs> you just think the market made that shoe worth $100 plus, Facts. right? Yep. In, inflation made that shoe. Like, it's not many gym shoes you can buy Nikes at that for $39 anymore. Yeah, right, so they're what, ones you don't want. That's yeah. like what we said about the house. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same with the houses. So you look 20, 30 years ago, it's just not going to be the same. So anytime you are in one place for one amount, if you're not paying attention to the market, you're going to get caught by surprise once you get put back out here in it. It's almost like you're forced to deal with it mm-hmm. at that point. That's why I think the compassion. It's a little. T- I mean, I mean, you're gonna have compassion for people in general, right? But if you was just you, in in order for you to not 
know what's going on in the real estate market, you have literally had to been had your head, uh, what they say, under a rock or whatever. Right. But like, it's not but most tenants. It's not their life. But they should have been hearing it from other tenants, their friends, and everybody else Watching talking. Like, bruh, when I just I'm just moving now. I'm paying such and such for this uh, right. for this house. Like you, you've been around. You you're still living. You're still on planet Earth. So right. you hear. You should hear yeah. from people around you, people, your colleagues, people at. Uh, church, you should be hearing what's going on in the market, and you should have started preparing for that because this is not something that just happens all the, suddenly. Right. This isn't something that happened the last six months. This has been going on since it's been increasing since like 2000 and 2018. One thing about reality, it don't it don't matter to you until it happens to it's you. Smack mm-hmm. you on the face, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of people, again, is it's not. It's not their way of life. It's not something they think about every day, mm. even though they're hearing it. But it's like so. Should uh, the landlords care? Um, Property owners that are renting. They don't. To people. They say they, they do. They do, but they don't. Right. Yeah. So some people, some people have a personal relationship with their tenants. Mm-hmm. Some people have a business relationship <clears throat> with their tenants. So I think it just depends on the relationship, but you still have to make the decision that's in your best interest for business. And so does that tenant because tenants leave too. They're like, this house is crap. I'm paying, I'm overpaying. I'm leaving. I got a question for all three of us. Yep. All three of us are renters. You going to ask yourself a question. I'm going to ask myself too. I'm going to answer the question. I knew it was crazy. (laughs) You're a renter? (laughs) No, uh, landlords. I'm sorry. All three of us are landlords and we rent homes to renters. So do you care? Do I like, care? About when you had to increase the the rental rate on one of your rentals, do you care? No, I just tell them up front what this is. I don't I don't really have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with my tenants. Like there's things that I'll do that other landlords may not do, mm-hmm. but I don't have it's just a strict strictly business relationship. Your rent is gonna increase by this much every year that you hear. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the year, uh, we have to review your lease if we're going to consider renewing your lease um, based on what type of tenant you were. So it's strictly business. So I don't—I care about their well-being as a human, but from a business standpoint, I have to do what's in the best interest. This is not my house. Mm-hmm. I'm investing for my daughter. Facts. Right? There you go. So you're so, taking away from somebody that I care about. Exactly. That you actually do care yep. about, right? So mm-hmm. if you're going to let $50 next year, a month next year— impact you then I, there's other tenants out there you but even if it was yours and it was for you and your retirement it does that change the scenario but he's just saying no, that it's, it's even stronger like you are my kid yeah because that's the, that's how i really tell people like and people they take they think that that's um that you're being facetious right but yeah. it's a real thing you really are taking money or food out of my kid's mouth, right? Some landlords live in rent to rent. Yeah. Like a lot rent of tenants to, don't understand month month, that. Yeah, like rent to rent. your land just because they're a landlord don't mean they're rich. Right. Just because somebody own a business don't mean they wealthy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some landlords literally live in rent to rent. They got a eight hundred dollar mortgage on that property. Mm-hmm. And you paying eleven hundred a month. Yep. The margin is slim. I'm getting ready to serve two eviction notices <laughs> on Monday. Yeah, like I promise. So and when you don't pay, you still got to pay the mortgage company. Yeah. You still got to pay the property taxes, and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'm saying. Like you know, people you know have um, expectations. Like the expectations are crazy. Um, one of my tenants have been, you know, like. The tenant needed help 
probably 12 months ago. Right. And she was able to receive help, to, you know, that, that, that long ago. And then once the help ran out, I kind of just waited, I think, probably like four months. And then I had a conversation that was basically like, okay, um, can you just let me know when you can move? And the person told me, because <laughs> I was trying to be nice about it, you know you what I mean? You waited like, too long. Well, I mean, so that's that's the that's the nice part or the caring part. And then some other parts that I prefer not to discuss. Mm, you do that paperwork. <laughs> well, I can still do the per- paperwork and I'm still, um, it's hard to explain. But I guess all I'm saying is I did, you know, I want, you know, you go to people and you say, hey, I need the property now. Right. And then the person acts like, like almost as if you're not supposed to ask for your property back. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's one of the mistakes too. a lot of landlords make. Like, I really don't know my tenants like that. I don't Mm. know the person either. Usually, I I I personally still use a property manager. Oh, Mm. okay. It's rare that one of my tenants I actually know personally. Like, I may have met them in the process of doing business or signing some paperwork. Mm But I don't, I don't, you I don't have, have somebody, yeah, I have a buffer mm-hmm. in between. I don't have to deal But with I don't that. think this is a situation of where a buffer is necessarily needed or anything like that. It's just more Why so. Why did you wait four months, though? That, just that, because I did. It's like, I don't, it's. See, that's, the, it's, that's, that's what he's saying. That's the sort of point is, I guess the point that, that he's making is that if you would have had that buffer, so the, the property manager, they make their money on receiving the rent. So they wouldn't have waited four months. They would have been getting them. They would have got served uh, immediately. You know okay. what I mean? The first time that they were, that they were late. Do your so paperwork first, then be compassionate. Mm-hmm. So you always got that 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 basis in mm-hmm. place. This is the proper and legal way to do things. If you want to extend it, then you can give that grace if you want. So that's the positive and negative. Because I'm I'm the same way as Janita. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So, the, so the positive and negative with that is um, with having that compassion is, I, I don't know, I think you are too. I, mean, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, think I you're am the same to a way. certain extent, but yeah. it, it depends on the history with the person too. Right, right. Yeah. But I agree with you. That's a that's a good idea. Like just using the property um, manager does, that's a, that's a huge mm-hmm. buffer. Right. You what I would say is using a property manager would help me when I'm not necessarily paying attention. Um... This has, like, this situation for me personally has nothing to do with, like, oh, wasn't a person. I just chose not to serve the paperwork. Right. No matter how, what anybody's opinion of it is, I just chose not to serve the paperwork. And then I decided to have a conversation with the person to basically say, well, here, you know, this is what's going to be going on. Right. Just to give an opportunity, you know, because the person could have said, okay, give me 30 days. Person probably could have said, I need 60 days. Right. And I probably would have said, well, that's pushing it. <laughs> However, you know what? But when a person responds and like they can't even see, because there are going to be situations where maybe the landlord may be willing to give some grace or help or whatever. But a person have, has to also have the ability to be able to see that because they can't end up out on their ass if they don't. I think the big problem is a lot of people, and I don't know if this is the case with yours. So you got to be careful with who you're renting out to. Like when people are renting out to people that are, I want to say, the, you know, people that are receiving assistance, like in the case that you explained, because they're used to somebody giving them something all the time. 
You know what I mean? That's right. where that's where that comes from. You know what I mean? There the whole time you're depending to, on a third party to pay yeah. it. So if that third party stopped, now both you and mm-hmm. the tenant kind of stuck. So in, in this particular situation, the credit check was done. The person had like 700 scores, had a job paying three times the ability. Right. When the person had the job before, you know, things came into play to change the scenario, um, was a good paying right. tenant. So when it was like, okay, my scenario has changed and now I need to go and try to get some help with this, I didn't have any problems with that. And then the, the help came pretty yeah. fast. Now, that's that's different. So you got somebody who's making an effort. Yeah. So I, I definitely understand that. You're giving them some grace time because they're still making an effort to pay. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the people that wouldn't even fill out the paperwork. Yeah. And like you know I think that's saying? still a good point, though, um, just being careful with the mindset, like, you know, so maybe even saying, all right, this person has these abilities. But if you ask a few more questions or about like history, maybe you you may see where, OK, the pay, it looks good on paper, but the person's mindset may still right. not necessarily be there because you have people who come into hardships and they still have like an urgency right. to pay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you need a house above everything. That should yeah. be your 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 largest. I mean, your most important bill. We going to Zemus. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, look. Yeah. So let's talk about on the flip side, though. Mm-hmm. So, as a tenant, what are some of the signs you should know when your landlord is getting ready to sell the property? Improvements. Like what type of improvements? New roof. Like new roof. Roof windows. Windows. Uh, that that porch. That was uh that was all crumbled up. They finally yep. uh, <laughs> they 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 constantly making appoint, um, appointments because the inspector has to come for a walkthrough. Right, the curb <laughs> appeal. You yep. think that's a good one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, what should a tenant do at that point? You, sh- you should have been if you if it got to the, if right now you're a tenant and you right. haven't started. Uh, Making plans, you, you're right. kind of too late. You know what I mean? You should have been doing. You should have been uh, putting yourself in a position to possibly buy yep. if you if you had to. So here's what I recommend to tenants. In this market right now, um, I recommend you call your landlord and say, hey, um, I know the market is hot. I just want to know, how. do you have any plans on selling? Mm-hmm. If you're a month to month, you need to ask that like now. Mm-hmm. If your lease is going to end in another within the next six months, you need to ask that now. Mm-hmm. Because if they are planning on selling, well, what's the price? Then you need to see if maybe you can qualify to buy it. Mm-hmm. Because a tenant in a property has a huge advantage over the average buyer coming into the market because now you're not competing for that property if the landlord is going to give you first right of refusal. And no marketing so, no marketing expense, so you save yep. the uh, the seller money there? Yeah, um, you're saving the seller commission. Yep. So there's a lot of benefits to asking that question. Mm-hmm. So can... So, question, can the landlord just put the tenant out like I'm selling the property? No. What do they have to do? Uh, of an eviction? No, yep. they have to finish their uh, <laughs> they have, notice. They have, to, they have notice. to finish their. Well, if they're still notice under, to quit. no, they can't well, do they that. Have even. A lease. If you have a lease, you have to yeah, you honor have to, the lease, right? You have to honor the lease first. If you if you don't if you're month to month, you have to serve them, let them know that you're a notice to quit. Yeah, yep. notice, you know. And they can't tell you. Days. They just get. They got to put it in writing. Facts. They have to go through the proper mm-hmm. process. 
Now, if you have a lease, your landlord can still sell the property, but whoever buys it Subject have to assume, assume that lease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So those are some things that tenants But what if the know. tenant is behind on anything, utilities or rental payments? Yeah, if you're behind on payments, then is they probably was going to evict, evict you anyway. Yes. Yes, yeah. that is breaking the contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then what people don't understand is if a person is not going to court saying— pay me these dollars, they just want possession of their property, yep. it's, it's likely that the good judge will grant that. Yeah. Right. So another thing, too, like if if your landlord, so you got to know your tenant rights because it's, it's different rights. You, so they got to give you 30-day notice, mm-hmm. right, yeah. whether you uh, fail to pay or they just want you out of the property. But you need to understand your lease as well. Mm-hmm. I tell tenants this, though, like people be like, Oh, my landlord is this, or I don't like my landlord. I say, is the landlord keeping the house up? Yeah. Are you able to afford your rent and pay it on time? Say, yeah. And then they say, well, I just don't like the house no more. And I say, you might want to rethink that Mm -hmm. because what you're paying and what you're going to get for the money, you're really not going to like the next house. Period. Unless you're willing to pay for it. And when you leave this house, you're not going to be able to come back at that price. So... All my tenants are are at 2018 rental rates right now, but that used <laughs> right. to be a that, so that's always been a um, so a strategy of mine right. as a landlord was to have the best house right at a um a, you know, at a lower rental rate right because you know people don't understand it's turnover yeah. kills your profit more than anything else you I prefer to have a tenant in there so I prefer to have a tenant in there paying a hundred dollars less right. per month that's going to stay there for five years than have somebody turning over yeah. every every year because now I got to go in there and spruce the, the place up. Yeah, and that's you the, had that vacancy period mm-hmm. period where you're losing a month or two of rent yep. and, come, and at the end of the year, it average out about the same. Yep. Why, yeah, I use why, that strategy too. Why don't, um, why don't landlords or property owners want to tell their tenants that they're selling the property? Why do so, they have to find out? You know, by way of seeing it online. Yeah, that's a good one. So a lot of times they don't want to spook you because they don't know if they got a deal mm-hmm. or they're only selling it or they're only trying to sell it to other investors. So I know investors, they won't put the property on the market. They just want me or their property manager to find another investor that wants to buy the property turnkey. Now, the only thing the tenant is going to know is they're still making their payments to the property manager. Mm-hmm. So they don't know necessarily at that point that ownership changed until they get a letter. But nothing changes about their lease or anything. But then you have some landlords that are just, they just like that. <laughs> they just like, hey, the property sold. Mm-hmm. You got to be, you got 30 days to get out. We're going to be closing. And, you know, a lot of tenants get mad and start. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they'd be scared. I think uh, landlords are worried I about, talk about the, that. Yeah, yeah. We get him on. Uh, I think the landlords are worried about the tenant's response. Like you said, sometimes yeah. they don't even understand. They take it personal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you selling the house from under me? No, not necessarily. You probably gonna you. I mean, depends. Yeah, uh, you may be able to still stay here if I'm selling it to an investor. I got a I got a listing now. The lady been there 11, 11 years, mm. and. She was like, oh, do I got to move? She was like, I, I just really like my house. 
And I, I hate to move. I've been here 11 years, and every time we have a showing, she called me and said, are they buying it to invest, or are they buying They going to let me stay here? Oh, these people sound like they was going to move in. They buying it to move in. How long I got? Like, literally, every showing, mm-hmm. this is the same exact call, and she always say, my house. Yeah. Her, I don't want to yeah. leave my house. Say, <laughs> so you already brought it. Yeah. 11 years. 11 years, yes. Yeah, you know, there. so... And when you talk to her about buying it, oh, I don't want to do all that. You know, if I'm going to mm-hmm. buy a house, I'm going to get something better than this. Mm. I'm like, well, it can't help it, you know, so mm-hmm. that that's it's just a different a difference in mindset. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So why do they why do they take it personally? Because it's their mindset. Oh, yeah. You know, you know we just, like you just said, it's, it's the mindset. They, uh, a, lot, a lot of times, a lot of renters never owned anything, so they don't understand the responsibility or the, uh, you know, the stress that it takes to own a home. So they don't understand why, why they don't, they don't, they can't, they don't, they can't um, comprehend properly because they've never been in that situation. Right. So what you got? This article. Yeah, so it's a it's a USA Today article, and it says um, black women get evicted more than anyone else, right? Um, during the eviction eviction crisis, so it's got like a story of a lady she been here several years, um, paying twenty four ninety a month. Well, she's been there four years without any problems, and then you know she fell on hard times. She's working as a nurse. She raised her kids there, and after um, the eviction bans ended, she was forced to move. But she had to move into like a small apartment because that was the only thing that would um, accept her because she had the eviction on her record. Mm. So they're saying, and this is in Washington, yeah, somewhere in Washington, King County, it is. So they're saying black women accounted for 16 percent of the evictions. And they're only like 5% of the renter population. Mm. So um, those are some things we got to look at, how it's impacting different communities too, mm-hmm. right? And what is the cause of the eviction? Like you said, your person, like this lady, was paying on time when they had the ability to pay. But what type of assistance is out there to keep them in their homes? Mm-hmm. But when we first here, when we first had like the programs, where they would give rental assistance, there was a lot of tenants. They, I think they said like 70% or something wouldn't even fill out the paperwork. So it was like, screw you, landlord. I'm mm-hmm. not paying you, mm-hmm. right? It got to the point, it was so bad that they had to start allowing landlords to fill out the paperwork yeah. and submit it in. So just imagine that you're behind on your rent, you're not working, but the government or the city or state is saying, we'll pay your rent, just fill out this paperwork. Mm-hmm. But you just feel like the landlord don't deserve it. You mm. know what I'm saying? So now, and this is what, you know, I was telling people back then, be careful how you treat your landlord in this time. Just because you fell on hard times, still communicate. Mm-hmm. Now, here it is a year, two years later. And since then, now we're not talking about from when the landlord brought it. Just from that time to now. They probably had a backlog of evictions where they couldn't get to you. But now the landlord is like, wait, my house is worth $25,000 more than it was two years ago. And I'm behind on my mortgage because you wasn't paying me. What do you expect somebody to do? Mm -hmm. Right. So and now the eviction bans are being removed. 
So like they they just following the paperwork. You yeah. out of there? Or I'm but, dipping in my savings. Yeah. But imagine. Right. So this is another reason I was telling tenants file the paperwork, stay in communication because now if you do get evicted, right, and you go back out into the market. One, if you wasn't working or if you did go back to work, some people chose to just collect unemployment. So you got bad work history now. Mm -hmm. You got an eviction and everybody can't use the lockdown and everything got an excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. So you're going back into you applying for these rental properties and they like, no, we're not accepting you. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even make the effort to pay with money that wasn't yours. Mm-hmm. And we see you was collecting money during that time and you still didn't pay your rent. Or even Anything. pay a portion of the yeah. rent. Mm-hmm. Right? So what new landlord is gonna accept that? So it's it's gonna be tough out here. Especially it's, now where yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, I mean the, the, the I mean the supply is less than the demand yep. by a lot. So And then yeah. the the People, the requirements to rent is crazy, like two and a half times. So mm-hmm. whatever the rent is, they want you to have two and a half times, three times the income. Yep. They're looking at credit scores now. Plus. It's like, it's literally comparable. Like, like a lender. Like you buying a house. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, if I go to Shaka and apply with his property manager, I got to pay an application mm-hmm. fee. And mm-hmm. then Shaka got 23 people. <laughs> He only can accept one person. So then I come to you, and I'm like, well, can I use my application and report from And you like, no, you got to pay my application fee. It's people out here, they paying three and $400 in mm-hmm. fees and not Get getting approved for nothing. to the side mm-hmm. for your yep. application fee. So, yeah, you got to rethink about moving. If you're in a good rental property and it's decent, you really got to know your next moves three to six months in advance mm-hmm. if you're a tenant. At least. Yeah. Yep. What about our Section 8 um, folks? Um, for the m- Most of them are good, but it's still, you got to think when that lease is up. So if your lease is up anytime less than six months, you need to already be looking at what's out here in the market, within my price range. You need to always be prepared for the next six months in advance. Now, as a realtor, what about the people who come to you and want a lease? But they think that they can shop, you know, like. Oh, for the the rental rates? N- not for the rental rates, but for the property, like the perfect property or whatever. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, get in where you can. <laughs> Here's the thing: if if you, and I shouldn't say that they think they can, because people could do whatever they want. But. Yeah. No, they think because it's not factually speaking, you can't. Right. You, it's just like buying a house right now. Yeah. Renting the house is just like buying a house. There's I, ten renters. Uh, you know what I mean? Used to, but you have less opportunity. Like for me, for people that are leasing. Right. Mm-hmm. One, they just, but anyway, but people that are leasing, it's kind of like, here's your four properties. Mm-hmm. Right. Pick one of these. Just like buying a house, though. <laughs> but it's saying, here's yeah. the thing. You have to be, you have to be honest with yourself. Like, what do you need versus what you want? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all want two bed bathrooms. We need four bedrooms mm-hmm. if we can. But if you need a three bedroom and a place of shit, then go get it. <laughs> right. What can you afford? Because right? what can you afford and not only what can you afford, it's what about area? what's available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? What can so, you afford? What area do you, you know, is the location more important than the square footage? Right. Is the square footage more important than anything else? You need a roof over your head and you need enough bedrooms to accommodate you. You can work out the bathroom. 
I see so many people overlook and pass by one bathrooms and then they still looking four months later because they don't have two bathrooms everybody. or one and a half bath. Every, that, and that's it's a new like, thing. Like, I'm on a text message today, but this is not from a tenant from a buyer. Like, it's, uh, the deal breaker is one bathroom. Yeah, and it's like, it's like the market, the market only going to present so many properties at a time. Mm -hmm. So either you're going to wait, and then and guess what? the person that went and bought a car while she was in the long property. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guess what? When the, <laughs> when the two when the two bathroom come up, it's going to be more, and it's going to be more competition mm -hmm. for it. So it's not even a guarantee you're going to get the two bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you guys, little boys can go out back. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and when you think about it, if it's less than four people in the household, how often do y'all really clash over the bathroom? I don't know. I haven't been in a one bathroom since I was. But in I'm just saying, college. But I'm just saying, on a day to day <laughs> basis, if if mom and dad or mom or the adults are at work mm -hmm. from eight to five, you know what I'm saying? And kids, everybody get home. It's like, come on now. I yeah. mean, it's it's necessary, like if, but I'm if saying. If Donovan was on here, he would back to differ. It's tough. I, used to, it's I tough. just used to it's, be screaming, like, don't go in the bathroom. But it's it's tough. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, if that's what's available, or four months later, you still haven't found a two-bear. And think, if you're only written, it's temporary anyway. Right, and depends you unless you're that lady that's standing there for eleven years. But I, I got yeah. a, I got a question though. Yeah. So back to your um, so that study said that black women are being um, evicted at much higher rates than everybody else. Why do y'all think they that said is? sixteen percent? They might be renting. I'm, that's they be so might be the majority of renters. I mean, not they only five percent of no. them. They five percent I mean. of renters and they've been evicted sixteen percent. I'm saying the, they may be the majority renter from other nationalities of women. Or it could it could have something to do with income levels. Because I mean, mm -hmm. you they talk about the county. So if here we took Oakland County mm -hmm. and we divided up everything by race and gender and we looked at the income differences. Probably the lower income demographic is probably going to have harder times with evictions. Yeah. That's in right? that's in the world. I, mean, I would say that's in the United States at least. Yeah, and that's yep. going to be. But black we women. we have yeah, to be careful. Huh? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you I'm go. just saying, like, yeah, when it comes to, I think, um, black women, you know, some of the whatever the hardships. So, like, you know, environmentally. How did the person come up? Where are they now? How many mm -hmm. children do they have? And how much income do they have in comparison to, like, all other of those? races and other No, not in, I didn't mean in comparison, but, like, it's almost like debt to income. So, like, yeah. a black woman's debt may not just be, like, oh, a car and student loans. It may mm -hmm. be a car, student loans, plus these kids, plus right. I need a therapist, plus right. I don't make enough money. You know, I, I mean, finish, you can finish what you were saying. No, I was going to say we have to be the reason I brought this article up because they say black women make up five percent of the rental population, but 16 percent of the evictions. Those numbers might be right. But I was watching a, um, it was some episode on HBO and they was talking about discrimination. So it was this couple it was um, two females. They both identified as females. One was African-American. One was Asian. Look at 
are politically so, correct. Go yeah, ahead. I know what I'm doing. I'm in real estate. I ain't gonna catch me slipping, ma'am. Thank you. <laughs> if you want to be ma'am, you ma'am. I ain't fighting. You can swim with the girls if you want. So, um, so the the African American lady got denied for a home loan, right? Mm-hmm. And she made more money than the Asian mm-hmm. lady. So the report was like, oh, this is discrimination, and she make less money, but she still qualified for the home when she went in there. Now, being in real estate and knowing finances, mm-hmm. is right, you picked it. it so it's like, just because money. you make more money, mm-hmm. it's other factors. What's your credit score? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying discrimination doesn't exist. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm saying in that scenario, what's your debt to income? Just because you, I know doctors that can't even buy an $80,000 mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. but they got 80000 in the bank, mm-hmm. right? Well, they can't finance it, let me say that. Because they got so because much debt. They, they debt, right? Mm-hmm. So, if we got to look at debt. What's her credit score? Mm-hmm. They didn't say that in the report. Yeah, like right? what are the missing pieces of this puzzle? Yeah. So the reason I brought that up in this article in general is because the general public, tenants, or even landlords will look at this and be like, oh, a bunch of black women keep getting evicted. I'm not going to rent. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because some landlords, mm-hmm. they just... You know, I, I, I like that, that never even knocked so, me on the forehead. Yeah, so you really need to look at the individual, what's their income, what's their debt, <clears throat> how do they look on paper and make decisions. Now, on the flip side, when tenants see this, you can't go out there with the mindset like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm this person, I fit into this demographic, they're not going to accept me. Right. It's all about having your finances in order. What are the qualifications in today's market versus eight years ago when I was renting? Your and resume. You have to be prepared. Right. right. Your, your renter's resume. So that yep. goes back to what I said. If you know you're going to move or there's a possibility you may have to move, you always have to be Start six working months on your resume. in the chair. Yep. Have your shoelaces tied mm-hmm. and ready for the race. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. To summarize, the question was, or maybe it wasn't a question, right. but are the tenants left out there in the cold? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, but by some of their own doing. So yes, I say yes. But they're they're not they're culpable. You know what I mean? It's not like they they didn't have um, information, or it was, it's not like back in the day where information wasn't available. There is so much information out there right now. Mm-hmm. If you're left in the cold, it's you're, it's part of your doing too. It depends on the landlord. Some landlords are just assholes, right? Like I got, like I had a property where we listed and it was an investor and they had, um, they had a property and this guy, he brought this house for like 50,000. We selling it for 135 now. He's been renting it at 900 a month for the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. He, he told the lady he was selling. She didn't have a place to go. He actually gave her $3,000 to relocate because mm. he was coming up big time, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, here's your security <clears throat> deposit back. Here's $3,000. Go out and find you a place, and I'll give you a good reference letter because mm-hmm. you are a good tenant. Mm-hmm. That's just good business. That's, mm-hmm. that's now, awesome. was she entitled to that? Mm-hmm. No. But he was making a profit overall. You know what I'm what saying? What makes the landlord like, an asshole, though? I'm selling the house. You got to leave. You know what I'm saying? With no notice, no nothing. Well, they can't do it with no notice. So if, well, if they I'm, do it within I'm not the 30 saying days. They, they, they can, mm-hmm. but they will try. 
Okay. So your mm-hmm. landlord. And people people believe that. Like I've had to talk to so many people. Like listen to me. Right. Listen to me. They cannot just call an attorney and ask. Yeah. They cannot legal aid legally just right. say leave right mm-hmm. now because you got uh, people that'll be packing their bags up like they told me I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my landlord said I gotta go, but no, it's a process to that. So, so that right. what makes them the asshole is. They're trying to bully you out of the property and not taking the proper steps. That's okay. what I mean by that. So not a, so you're not talking about the people that are just decided that it's a better it's better for them to sell and and they, even though they had a tenant in there for 11 years uh, at this point no, in time, I'm talking about the about landlord somebody that's trying to do something you, illegal. No, I'm talking about the person you rent in the house. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you anything. They found some sucker to buy the property site unseen. Mm-hmm. They under contract. They closing in a couple of weeks. They mm-hmm. call you and be like, hey, I sold the house. You got to move. Mm-hmm. Right. And they know you don't know the law. So you getting you getting nervous, you getting prepared to move, and you like where I'm gonna go, what I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. and like you said, some people don't know, and they pack up and they go back home to mother or grandma. They're doing something or illegal. Friend. So people that's yeah. trying to do something illegal is is are the assholes, but not right. the individual. So what if you that person, and you didn't tell them prior to. Right. That you're going to sell it, but then you sold it, and then now you get a notice saying you got 30 days to move. Mm-hmm. Are they asking? They're not obligated to tell you they sold the property mm-hmm. unless it's in your lease. Mm-hmm. They're obligated to give you the proper notice. Mm-hmm. That's saying, but that's that per- not illegal, Is that though. person an asshole, though? We, we're not talking about, so we, that person did everything legally. So so they did everything legally, but they didn't tell you. They didn't forewarn you. They knew they not they a whole ass in that point. They're just mm-hmm. an ass, right? <laughs> so they just, so you got the asshole. That's the person that just, Blind, surprise, slap you in the face with it. Mm-hmm. Then you got the person that do it right. They just didn't give you that grace to say, "Hey, I'm selling the property, and this is the process." Then this they is give how you an opportunity. Yeah. Then they give you your notice, right? Mm-hmm. Because maybe they scared to tell you. They just don't know or they don't care. Or maybe right? they worried that you're gonna tear their shit up because you got a lot of tenants right now. Yeah. That when you tell them, even if you give them the grace, right? They're pissed off that you gave the grace. Or that you're selling it, you know yeah. what I mean, period. It's not about to run every buyer away from the house. Oh, man. Buy, buyers come in, tenant-occupied property, be like, you know, I told them to fix mm-hmm. this, this electrical, and this little switch over here mm-hmm. don't work, and they just start pointing out everything. Good. Thanks for the inspection. Y'all we're know still buying bugs it. in here. Yeah. Yeah, we're still buying it <laughs> exactly. anyway. Because when you leave, we're mm-hmm. fixing all of that anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's right? why... Uh, uh, so that's why I'm asking, like... You know, you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Sometimes, but as that's the, why as you, the landlord. Anytime somebody come to me to list the house as tenant occupied, first thing I say, have you told the tenant you selling? Mm-hmm. And I say, have you considered selling to the tenant? Mm-hmm. If they say no and no, that's like a red flag mm-hmm. to me, because they their only option is to sell it sight unseen to some sucker, right? But then they still want market value for. It. I'm like, you can't get. Market value is for owner-occupant buyers. Yeah, that house, because you're going to list it, it's going to be subject to tenant rights, and then it's going to be do not disturb, and then sight unseen. And so now you're, it's just going to sit on the market you, for You'll see year. it once you, once you uh, offer is accepted, pretty much, right? Yeah. But I don't know that that is a—that's not a sucker deal, though. If, no, I'm saying— selling it to them. I'm saying the the average buyer buying sight unseen, tenant-occupied, if they're keeping a tenant, that's different. Mm-hmm. But— 
and they're and they're not paying full retail value, mm-hmm. right? I'm not gonna pay you 150 if the houses are worth 150 in the area for a tenant occupied property. You ain't showing me no see. rental rolls and not, I ain't seeing the house, mm-hmm. and I'm not living in it. As an investor, I might want that house for max maybe 120, 110. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's a buy and hold, but is it's just a way you have to go about it when you're selling your property with it's tenant occupied. You have to have um, a process for notifying a tenant and how you structure your deal. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Every it should be above board with everybody. Mm. Look, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm selling the house. Easier said than done, because tenants will tear your shit up. They tenants will get tear upset. Your shit up even when no, you're no. Not when they that. get upset, though, <laughs> when they're upset and they feel like mm. you're doing, even though you're not doing anything, you're doing everything the right way. I'm a, I'm notifying you well, that's the, right that's before. That's the risk of being an investor. But that's my point, though. Right. So now, now that I know that I have that risk, now I'm trying to mitigate my risk by right. not uh, tipping the uh, <laughs> the op. You know what I mean? I'm, right. not, I'm not letting them know where I'm at. <laughs> so and now they I'm gonna, an asshole. All right. If they got that mindset, they're going to tear it up at some point, whether after closing or before closing. They tear it up after closing. Somebody still got to deal with that mad ass. Yeah, tenant, so as right? a landlord, you, you as the seller, it's, it's you don't all care. for cash for keys. That's the, that's the other try. reason why <laughs> I that would say that don't even work. No, because <laughs> they realize like shit. I don't, this shit is worth nothing. Your, your, the three thousand you was just talking about don't matter because I'm about to go into a house that I can't even afford. You know what I mean? I'm paying eight, nine hundred dollars a month in rent right now, and to get what I'm Where paying, you eight go or nine, I evict you though. That's my point. When when you leave here, you about to go pay uh twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month for less house. Yeah, but if you you got you got two choices. Um, you can take the window or the steps, right? Yeah. So you can take the eviction <laughs> or the three grand. So it's hard both ways, right? It's hard, but that's reality, right? Mm-hmm. When I'm saying when you're saying they're tearing the house up, if there's a buyer that's willing to take that risk because uh, the buyer knows that the mm-hmm. tenant may. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying you full market value for the house. I'm buying <clears> a risk <throat> at this point. Depends on the buyer, though. But I get you. All right, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That is a wrap. Ooh.